Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery, and I would like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about Bob Enterprises' new youth employment services. And today I have several members of the team, and I'm going to let them go around and introduce themselves. I'm going to start with you, Christy. Sure. Hi, Ray. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, yeah. I'm Christy Russell, and I oversee the entire employment services program. Okay. Uh, so that is... Uh, our already established employment services program for our adults, and now uh, our newly developed program for youth services. Okay. I'm Matt Edwards, and I'm an employment services specialist and work in our departments and kind of uh, look after the STEP program and uh, my clients as well. And I am Micah Ball, and I am the new Youth Employment Specialist, so I will be working with Matt on the SEP program, as well as on the Pre-Employment Transition Services program, and whatever other programs we dream up here in the future. (laughs) Well, hopefully we have a lot of programs and a lot of dreams that we want to achieve here at Bob Enterprises. We sure do. Yes, yes. So, um, Chris, I want to start with you. What is your role here at Bob Enterprises? Well, here at Bosma, um, I'm part of the programs team, um, and we have several services over at programs, and one of those, uh, we, we sometimes say they save the best for last, is employment. So after someone has, um, you know, they, they've lost their sight, and they've received their training or various independent skills training that they need, then they start to think about going back to work and what that looks like. And so in our employment services program, our staff begin to meet with them one-on-one to figure out, okay, what, what does this look like for you? Uh, are you wanting to return to the type of work you were doing prior to losing your vision? Or do you see this as a new opportunity to pursue something totally different? And so we help them discuss that plan. We help them decide upon maybe what type of work, how many hours they're looking to do, um, revisit that that resume, because mm-hmm. for some people it's been a number of years since they've re- reviewed a resume or even yes. have a resume, especially mm-hmm. if they worked in the same job for you know 20 plus years. We work on interviewing skills and helping them you know apply for different jobs. Basically, whatever it is that person needs to to achieve the type of work they're trying to do. And Matt, what about yourself? Um, my role here is uh, to uh, first and foremost uh, help our uh, adult clients um, uh, find employment. Uh, we do that in a number of ways. We uh, well, we have a quite a variety of, of folks. Um, unfortunately, anybody can lose their sight, so we have. People with master's degrees all the way down to uh, a GED, uh, people with a lot of work experience, people with no work experience. Um, so our uh, goal is to, to help them uh, go to work. Uh, we help them build their resume. Uh, we might um, uh, test their skills uh, at a, a job site or here at Bosma. Um, we help them job search. Uh, some folks need help applying. Uh, we help with interview skills, uh, the, the whole, anything you need to uh, get yourself ready uh, to go back to work, okay. um, we, we assist with that. And then uh, we'll spend time on the job when, when people do um, get employment, uh, just kind of job coaching as well. Uh, so that's that's my, my main duty. You, you said something about STEP. What is STEP? Yeah, STEP is the Student uh, Training and Employment Program. 
Uh, it's a partnership between the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired and Boston Enterprises. And kind of in a nutshell, it's a uh, four-week uh, summer work program. Um, it's open to uh, students who have a visual impairment uh, throughout the state of Indiana, uh, age 16 to 21. So they have to be a student okay. and have to have a, a diagnosed uh, eye condition as well. Uh, but what we do is uh, partner with uh, local businesses and to provide uh, job sites uh, and work experience for these uh, students. They're all accompanied by a job coach uh, during that time and they're, they're also paid minimum wage uh, for their services. Uh, we work with a variety of employers and um, you know, they're, they're housed at the School for the Blind uh, Sunday nights through Thursday and they, they work during the day. Uh, they participate in other activities, uh, field trips, uh, stuff like that in the evenings. And then on Fridays, they, they spend time here at Bosma or at the School for the Blind, and we work on uh, resume writing and interview skills and, and everything they're going to need uh, to know about uh, finding a job one day. So, okay. um, yeah, it's a great program. Cool, cool. I'm going to come back to that STEM program. Let, uh, me, let me talk to the... The new, the newbie here at Bob Enterprises, <laughs> Micah. How you doing, Micah? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. And what is your current role here at Bob Enterprises? So my current role is the Youth Employment Specialist, uh, which is a term that I think was chosen to help us start in a couple of programs and branch out as we feel the need. So uh, one of the programs that I'm going to work with is the STEP program that Matt talked about. Uh, but another part of my job is the pre-employment transition services program, or uh, we call that pre-ETS. And so what that is, is working with students who are ages 14 to 22 uh, in the local schools to um, essentially help them figure out what they want to do uh, for their life, what, how they want to transition and get out of high school. So it involves job exploration and work-based learning, um, some skills to help them be ready for the workplace, some skills uh, for self-advocacy, and then also helping them explore any post-secondary options that they might want to pursue. Uh, and as with everything here at Bosma, uh, these are blind and or visually impaired students here uh, in the local Indianapolis area that we work with in that program. So how are we launching into this new program, this Youth Employment Services program? How are we, you know, getting our feet wet with this new program? Well, I think um, this year was a big year of fundraising to really make this happen. Um, the pre-employment transition services, that's actually a federal initiative that came down a few years ago. So it took every state a little bit of time to figure out, okay, hey, the feds want us to do this, how are we going to do it? And the funding for that program is, again, mandated by the federal government that each state's vocational rehabilitation services program mm -hmm. must appropriate 15% uh, of their federal funding to pre-employment transition services. So every state has to do this. Um, and so as with anything, when it's new, you, you have to figure out, well, what does this mean and how does this look and, and whatnot. So, so the state of Indiana has pursued what's called kind of like a collaborative type model where they first just said, what is already in existence in our state that local businesses or schools or providers are already doing that could count as pre-employment transition services? And what they found was that a lot of 
local providers were coming together to say, hey, well, we're already serving students in this school, and we're already serving students in this county. Mm-hmm. So throughout the state, different um, employment services providers, so that's Bosma, for example, they have come together and formed these larger collaboratives. So we have an Indianapolis collaborative, and that can, consists of several, I think our number's like 10 to 12 now, <laughs> providers that have said, hey, we are going to cover these schools, we're going to cover these counties, and, and whatnot. So last year, uh, Bosma was approached because it's well known in our local community that Bosma and the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired already have this partnership because of the STEP program. And they said, well, would you guys be willing to provide pre-employment transition services first and foremost at the Indiana School for the Blind because we already have that partnership. But also, would you be willing and able to serve other visually impaired students in these other schools? And so we said, well, at the time it was just me (laughs) trying to get the program off the ground. And I said, well, that would definitely be a dream um, to, to grow this program and have a full-time person dedicated to this. So, so last year was our first official year. Our collaborative just hit two years in October, but for Bosma, it's been one year. And really that first year was the foundational year. So figuring out the, how the, all the logistics, or I say lay the foundation. So what does the billing look like? What is, you know, getting into the the state's portal to upload info and all that. So the first year, we couldn't really dig too deep into it because we just needed to first lay the foundation and figure out what that was going to look like. Excuse me. And then this year, we said, well, we're going to fundraise. And Bosma was uh, actually our our foundation was was willing to say, hey, we're going to utilize STEP and youth for our Dining in the Dark initiative. And that was a blessing um, because we... We, uh, we, we were very successful in that uh, fundraising effort, and we also had received another grant for the STEP program. So we know that this year we have really dedicated time and effort as a company to expand our mission for creating opportunities for people who are blind, now expanding that to our youth who are blind and starting to talk about work at an early age yes. so that they have a good, solid plan when they graduate. So why is it important, I'm going to throw this over to Mike, why is it important that we start with those uh, youth that are blind and visually impaired? Sure. Um, So I like to sometimes think of my job as helping to make Matt and my other colleagues' jobs a little easier. So, um, (laughs) you know, as with anything else, if you, the earlier you start it, the better you're going to be. And so for some of our students, it's really working on the mindset that adults go to work. Um, And for some of our students, it's working on, you know, you are a person with vision loss and how do you uh, explore different jobs? What jobs do you think are, are available to you? Oh, do you think you can only work this kind of job or that kind of job? No, let's talk about that you can work all kinds of different kinds of jobs. And so it's it's really an individualized uh, program for the kids, but it's so important to start them early so that they can get going as soon as they leave high school. What we don't want to see is we don't want to see this gap or this lag time between after they graduate and then you know, what are they going to do with their life type thing? Uh, what, it's it's what hard age? enough to be 18 and, and graduate. We don't need yeah. to make it any harder on oh, them. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And what age did you start working with the children? So right now, uh, the pre-employment transition services works uh, at age 14. 
that's where we start now. Um, I could have used that back in my day too. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. I think all fourteen-year-olds could probably yes, use some, yes. some, some yes. career coaching. Definitely. That's what we call it. <laughs> Somebody to pull us by the belt to get it together. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's start thinking yes. about life after school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the the major difference between step employment services and pre-employment transition services is that with pre-eds. Um, the one there, there's not a lot we can't do, okay. As long as we're following, you know, working with them in those five areas that Micah had mentioned. Um, but the one thing we cannot do in pre-eds is get them a job. So it really is 100% prep. You know, it's preparation. It's starting to think about, you know, what what do grown-ups do? You know, because we don't stay in school forever, yes. and when we leave school, there's a lot of expectations and not only from the working world, but also our, you know, their own parents sometimes are saying, well, now what are, we, what are they going to do? You know, it's like, well, they can do a lot of things, but yes. we have to start that conversation early. And especially when we're talking about a student with a vision loss is that there are some independent skills that have to be factored in. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're in school, like any student in school, your needs are automatically met in the school, you know, especially if you're a child with a disability. And so, we have to figure out, well, how do we take what's working for them in the school and transition that into the, you know, their adult life when yes. they leave the school? Because then there's there's not going to be anyone that just shows up every day and tells you how to get through your day. You're, you've got to figure out that level of responsibility for yourself and independence. And so with pre-employment transition services, the students are actually not working. You know, We're not finding them a job as opposed to someone in our employment services program where that is our goal is to get them back to work and with step that they have to be at least 16 because they are paid employees during that internship time um and so the they are working when you look at the other two programs as opposed to pre-eds being that preparation for work so how do um, students actually find you guys for they wanted to get no information. How do they sign up or how do the schools get in contact with Bob Enterprises? Do you want to answer? So we have, with the pre-eds program, um, as Christy mentioned, we have some students that we're already working with uh, that we were approached to work with. But uh, right now, well, that's what we're doing is we're building um, building our services. And so we're using our, our personal networks, our professional networks. Um, we're using the the social clout that Bosma has. Um, a lot of times we get phone calls and inquiries and questions about, um, you know, what, what kind of services do you guys provide? What do you do? Do you do anything for my daughter's going to graduate high school? Is there anything you can do? And I think in the past, you know, we've been able to refer them to the STEP program, but now we can say, hey, here's a, you know, this whole other program that we offer. Um, and so that's a lot of times the way people get in contact. I think word of mouth is important. I think, you know, people, contact Bosma, they, they go to different conferences and different things. It's, it's interesting because there's not, um, you know, you're not going to go on to Facebook and see a ton of advertisements for us. We're not Walmart, right? Um, so we have to, <laughs> we have to think of some, some more creative ways to get yeah. a, to get a hold of, of these students. And I think that's something that we're always working on, uh, improving. So how, how was the, uh, how was the program being receptive? Is our kids actually wanted to sign up or the parents wanted to, 
any pushbacks on the program or how is it um, going so far? So I've actually, just in my short time here, I've spoken to several different parents that are very excited um, and to several students that are excited to work with us and to work with, um, to work to do the program, but more importantly, to work with Bosma because we are an entity that knows blindness and knows yes. vision loss. Um, a lot of times these parents and families don't, don't run across a lot of folks that have that expertise. So in my experience thus far, everybody's very excited. They're, they're pleased. They want, they want this uh, help to help their students figure out what it is that happens after, after high school. Cause I think there's a lot of, sometimes there's anxiety. Um, there's excitement cause everybody's excited to graduate, but there's anxiety on the part of the, the student and the parents and the family. And so they're really pleased to have this extra resource available to them. So how important is it to have the parents buy in? On so, uh, it's critical. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if you've ever been a, an individual who's under 18, but if you're under 18, you don't really um, have a ton of decision-making yes. power, you know, yes. legally. So, uh, and we, we do have for the pre-employment transition services, because we do start at such an earlier age, mm-hmm. um, those students all have a signed consent yeah. for the program okay. that follows them until they graduate. Okay. So uh, we, we do make sure that all those bases are covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Kids aren't just signing up for things that their parents don't know yeah. about. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we have the consent form when we work with the parents and we work with the family. And, and it's also that we work with the school and the students' teachers because there's already a team for that student that, that knows that kid very well. And so it would be silly of us to come in and not use those resources to then help the student, right? Um, But when you get parent buy-in, they're excited. Uh, They're a little bit relieved that their students got this resource. Um, and, And sometimes if we have students that are like any typical high school student that's like, oh, I don't really care what I'm going to do. I'm not that worried about it just yet. We, when we have the parent buy-in, we can have that parent be like, now, now Johnny, you're going to go to this meeting and it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's important in that way too. You know, because sometimes parents, you know, they don't mean to hold them back, but sometimes they are, you know, they're overbearing. Sometimes mm-hmm. they are overprotective. Is what uh, I really I, I, yep, yep. Yeah, I can I absolutely agree. And then as a parent, you know, I, yeah. I, my, my son is approaching working age now and, and there are there are a lot of fears, and especially if your child has any kind of need, um, you know, there's that whole saying of you know, no one, no one can take care of my kid as well as I can. And so um, I think for the parents, it, it's a growth process for them, you know, mm-hmm. to to relinquish a little bit of control yes. and and kind of let their child grow up a little bit, um, and then trust that the support team that's in place also has the same, if not more, best interest of their child at their hearts as well. Um, and so I, I do think the parent factor is is so, so important. And if the students, sometimes, you know, they're going to look towards their parent, well, does my mom feel like this is okay or not? And, you know, they want to make, they want to make everyone happy. Yes. I think yes. that's the general, yes. the general attitude of the student. They don't want anyone to be upset with them. So you, they tend to just go with the flow with everything. But yes. the parent buy-in is absolutely important because, again, once that student leaves school, then the parents are kind of that pushing, driving force, and they, you know, they want to feel like their voice is heard too. So, you, you talked about advocacy and teaching the child how to advocate for themselves. Um, is it important? Well, I know what it is important to have that child and that parent to know what their legal rights are when they apply for a job or when they're trying to get transportation. Um, do you deal with a lot of that teamwork with the parents and the children at the same time, or is it primarily with just the child? So the, the program is directed at students, um, mm-hmm. but like we said, it's it's really 
a more holistic approach, yes. I think, because you can't successfully get to a student unless you've got their parents on board. So, um, you know, we're happy to, to meet with parents and, and answer their questions and sort of uh, guide them in, in the best way that we can, too. But we're really there to help empower the student to you know, navigate the system themselves. So it's a matter of making sure that the student is aware of what their eye condition is and what that means and the fact that they have an IEP and why they have that, what their accommodations are, and, um, you know, giving them the the resources in the community that they need to go to if they're going to college, how to navigate their disability services, or, you know, here's the VR person's contact and here's, you know, how you want to conduct yourself in a meeting like that. And so most of it is directed at the students, but, you know, certainly if parents have questions and needs, we're not going to, not going to leave them hanging. Well, I think too, sometimes the, the students, they'll, for example, if you would ask them if they are receiving um, social security benefits or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time they're like, um, I don't know. You'll have to ask my mom. Um, or or one of the questions we ask them in the very beginning is to kind of get a gauge on where they're at and we'll say you know do you have your own banking account you know do you do you have your own account oh well i don't know my mom gives me money and i'm like well do you know if that comes from your account with your name on it or you know so knowing where their money comes from because when you have a job you've got to have a bank account and you've got to be able to to manage that so so sometimes we're having to go to the parents to yeah. fill in the blanks. There you go. Once you get 18, you got to answer to Uncle Sam. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Better get that out yeah. of control. Yeah. So yeah. it's always good to start with a baseline yes, to yes. see where we're at today, and then that helps guide us for the things we need to work on. And then hopefully at the end of the program, when we ask those same questions again, they have much more uh, insight and better answers and and understanding. So how does an individual or a parent or a parent specifically sign up for this uh, youth employment special? I can't talk to them. How does, a pro- how does a parent sign up for the program if they want to get a ch- their child involved with the services? Well, consider, um, with youth, we've got the two programs. So, right. um, so Matt, do you want to share a little bit about if someone's looking into the STEP program, where yeah. they should go? Uh, well, we reach out to... Uh, uh, vocational counselors okay. and also teachers that are visually impaired uh, throughout the state. So hopefully we have kids that come from all corners. So uh, hopefully we're getting the word out uh, that way the best. But um, yeah, quick plug here, I guess. Uh, our application is is going to be available here uh, starting January 7th and be open till March 11th. Okay. And uh, to get to that, you go to bosma.org backslash step. Uh, so just go to our website and, and you will find it there um, and just fill out the application and we'll receive all those and let people know um, whether we accept them or, or whatever. And what's the age range for that step program for the child? Uh, 16 to 21. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the age range. And there's a lot of other good information on that website as yeah. well. There's a video that kind of highlights the program. Um, and we're working on a parent FAQ document to post okay. on there as well. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we, we, we think that's a great place to start for teachers, parents, anyone that's just interested. And then obviously our phone number is on there. Call yes. Bosman and say, hey, I'm interested in that. They'll get you over to one of the three of us. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, so how do you like your Bosman so far? How it's, do you like working here at Bosman Enterprises? Um, you know, it's, it's really good. And, and I think I could say that and you wouldn't 
know whether I was telling you the truth or not, but uh, something that I will say <laughs> is that I've, I've seriously been here for almost two months and I have yet to talk to somebody who doesn't like their job. And I've yet to talk to somebody who's not happy to be at work and genuinely happy to be at work. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, I've worked in several different places with different kinds of cultures and, and such. And I have yet to find a better culture than, than Bosma. So I'm thoroughly pleased. Definitely uh, welcome you, and uh, I'm glad that you're on board to definitely speak to the youth. And really, because we're here to lower that 70% unemployment rate. That's right. 6,200% here in the state of Indiana alone. So, what you guys are doing are really stopping it before it uh, escalates, I would exactly. say. So, exactly. it's definitely a good program. And, Christy, once again, <laughs> thank you. And, Matt, Absolutely. I thank you guys. And if you want to learn more, please visit bosma.org. And make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.